every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Good morning, everyone. Andrew Taylor here. I have Sean Mike with us. Sean, thanks for coming in. So the first really, question, really and Drew, can can while we're talking, can you pull up how someone can submit a question that link that link we have, and if you can find it, if you can just interrupt us while we're talking. Okay, cool. All right. So um, the first question, Sean, is from at, uh, Jordan Lowry, and it is, "What's the best way to hire warm market and get them selling?" So when I got my license in 2008, I may not have enjoyed everything about the company I worked at, right? The comp structure, the, 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 the contract they asked me to sign, the multitude of things, paying for training, no renewals. I can go over all that. But the one thing that other companies were doing that actually they did that I liked was they really encouraged and taught people to build their business warm market through making lists of names and calling people. Now – you know, Andrew, we build FFL. We we decide we want to be better than everybody else for the agent, which I'm. I know we are, but that doesn't mean that there weren't some semblance of things that worked. You know, and I think part of my frustration with my past was like I ain't doing any of that. Like, and that was on me. You know, um, when you look at the way organizations are laid out, the vast majority of the people that we have, and we have a massive company. Um, they knew the person through somebody else, right? Or they knew him directly, right? Paul hired you. He knew you. He actually hired somebody else who then hired you. Um, you know, I could go through all the people that Eric Anthony's hired when I recruited them. You know, I could go, you know, Eric Schmidt. And you look at the integrity partners. I mean, I, Eric Schmidt, I've known for 20 years. Eric Anthony, I've known for 30 years. Um, you know, Paul, you've known forever. There's two more, right? You knew each other. Mike Kilomet, Um and Brent, Abernathy. Ryan, John. I mean, you like these guys, all everybody knows each other. You know, Mark Mead's known Brian Mendenhall. I, I, I just, you know, everywhere you look, you know, Matt Smith knew Sean Ruggiero, knew John Gavin. I mean, these guys and girls knew each other. You know, Mark knew Millie and Jonathan Porcina. Like, I, I just, I so I think for me, Andrew, the best way to do it. Now, my thing was I didn't necessarily make a list and give it to anybody. I think there's a couple different ways to do it. So if, you, if you're recruited today, um, number one, I wanted my friends to make money. Like I wanted them to have the opportunity to make money part-time or full-time. And then I certainly wanted to build a business. I wasn't opposed to that. And I also knew that it would be easier for me to work with people that already trusted me. You know, so a lot of folks that have been in the insurance business, you know, I'd actually argue that everybody that has an integrity partnership within reason was my warm market because I worked with y'all before. Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with you, but I worked with you. We knew each other for years. So I think the intentionality behind it, I think that what we, what you, we need to do, what we always did was this. We called everybody we could think of. 
everybody, Andrew, I had a phone number for, I knew in social media, I messaged, called, emailed, and did that. I don't feel uncomfortable doing that here at Family First Life because the amount of what people can do. I, I, I know what your comp is. I know what you can make per policy. I don't remotely feel uncomfortable. There's no fees. You got to buy your leads. That's it. But I think the first, my first thing was identify people. Second thing was to vet them out. And the third thing was to validate the process for them. And I validated the process for them by showing them. So now in today's world, we didn't have Zoom. We weren't doing Zoom appointments you know, or Zoom dials 12 years ago, 14 years ago. We had call people, but we even then our validator, Andrew, which will freak you guys out, we used to take a cordless telephone, put it in the middle of the table, make dials, and when somebody was on the appointment, we just let that guy or girl talk. And then everybody else was on a call line, and they were listening to them make appointments. And then for the in-home, we used to throw people in the car, not all the time because logistically it wasn't always going to work, but we did that. You know, so Andrew, I think when you look at how many people everybody here knows, and and I think the struggle for people, they'll say stuff like, "Well, I already work doing something." You know, this isn't remotely. We don't have any products to sell you. It's not a multiple marketing situation. It's not even close. It fits none of the definition. We have no fees. We have no products that you buy from us. You you know, we pay a bonus monthly, but you're not getting distribute. Like everything in this is a real business. So why would we be concerned about sharing with our friends and family? So I think that – and friends means anybody I knew. I mean, there are people that I, I knew from, from playing ball 30 years ago that I've called that work with us, that I knew through somebody else. You know, there's an army of men and women. I go to meetings all the time, and I was in one in uh, Boca about a month ago, and I see this guy, and I'm like, you work with us? Like, I played ball against him 30 years ago. He's like, yeah, man, so-and-so worked with me. I knew you ran the company. And then he's like – and there's like 10 of us that are here. I'm like, Wow. You know, they all played ball. A lot of them are working in the Department of Corrections, working together. But, Andrew, we've done a really poor job at warm market recruiting. We've done a really poor job reaching out to, to, to people we know. Um, there are companies that preceded us 60, 70, 80 years ago that didn't have good products, that didn't have good comp, but they were doing 30,000 applications a week. They had no leads, that which that doesn't work, not scalable. They burned through everybody. But think about how many hundreds of thousands, and I'm sure a million-plus agents that they got in in all of the war market. There was no cold market recruiting. It was really a new deal, so it wasn't like a lot of people at other companies. So I think it's intentionality, Andrew. You have to believe in yourself. You also have to be um, insanely indifferent about what people are going to say. You know, I think for me, you know, I've learned a lot in this business, and I take things from people that have done stuff. I do, good and bad. And I've seen the passion with which people recruited with. And uh I always say you recruited like crazy to something where nobody was making any money. Can't you use half that effort to recruit to something where you know they can make money tomorrow? And where else can you get somebody licensed? And, I mean, like once they're licensed, they can make money in 24, 48 hours. And if they're at 100% commission, which nobody's below that at Family First Life, and the policy is 1000 bucks, which is when you look at our mean, median, mode policy, what it costs, it's more than that. But if it's 1000 bucks, they're going to advance you 750 bucks every time you do that. It takes 45 minutes. So where am I at a loss? And that lead cost $8, $10, $12. I know that $750 seems like a good return on it. Heck, if it was mm-hmm. direct, direct mail lead, you know, you made your money 10 times over. So would you agree that <laughs> most people don't talk to people they know because they're embarrassed about what they're doing or they're not confident about what they're doing? I think they're not confident in themselves. I think, I think, and I think that confidence, lack of confidence comes from what everybody else is thinking. When you look at people that are great at things, um, if you talk to any like real good athletes and I'm assuming performers the same way in Broadway, I don't know, 
but they don't hear what anybody else says. They just don't. Like, I never seen Michael Jordan go run to the stands screaming at people. And they were a lot meaner, fans were back then. They were a lot more abrasive, a lot more confrontational, a lot less concerned about, but they don't hear anything. I think, Andrew, in order to be great at anything, you have to have this, I don't give a about what people think. I'm just doing the, I'm doing the best I can. So for me, I, while I wasn't the greatest, like a recruiting every minute of every day, I worked really, really hard to challenge everybody. And I literally never thought for a minute, what is Eric Schmidt going to say? Like I never thought that one time I knew he was making 300 grand a year. I knew he'd been in the business for 27 years, but I never once was like, Oh my God, is he going to think my deal's not good? It's life insurance. And I think the thing that hit me the most was, especially after going through this whole pandemic deal is dude, I knew this industry was recession proof because I got my license in is that background and feedback. I'm hearing that or both of us try holding up like this. Like this, on this. Oh, you want me to hold it up here? How about that now? Wow, it's magical. What was I doing wrong, Factory? I was screwing the sound up. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Factory, next time I'm screwing something up, just tell me. <laughs> and um, but but think about this: is you know when 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 you're when you're looking at what it is that we do again i got in 08 when the market crashed and we were selling life insurance COVID hits and we sell a ton of life insurance i don't know any other industries out there for me that are as resilient as this life one. insurance it's a staple so now here's what i would say to people though. i think andrew i don't think that's what happens i think that happens but let's say you recruited me okay and i'm two days into it and i'm like hey man this like looks like it makes sense like, I get the numbers, and we got leads. Like, cool, I can do this. Part of that whole making a list thing for us was utilizing you because you had been here for a little bit, and you probably didn't care what people thought, and utilizing you to help me. In today's world with Zoom, you could invite 150, 200 people onto a Zoom. So what if five of them get on? And you do the Zoom for them. You or, do it all Or they long. can just watch people sell. They can do that too. But I'm saying if you, if you just, like, don't even know how to explain – the opportunity to somebody You're like, man, I've been doing a couple of days or man. I'm if they said, Hey, and we used to do a weekly opportunity call call every Sunday night. We had two to 300 people on every Sunday. I'm sorry. Sunday night, 8 PM. And they would just get on and listen. I would spend seven minutes explaining what we did and then saying if they want to get started, how they could reach out to us. But that was consistent. We did it every single week. We never deviated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I should get back doing that. I should do a Zoom Sunday nights and take. Or a call. A call. Yeah, why not? Do a call. Like I should. I mean, really, really should. And just let people have a number and go, hey, they can have it on their digital card. Get on this call at Sunday night, 8 o'clock Eastern time. So I think, Andrew, part of the thing you have to ask yourself is how badly do you want to help people you know? And do you really want to build the business? And I think the struggle comes from, and we talk about this a lot. Are you really trying to build a business, and, and do you know what it takes to build a business? And and are you willing to, are you willing to make those sacrifices? And a big part of that being uncomfortable is anything you do in life's uncomfortable that that makes you successful. We always say that say to my kids all the time, good productive decisions are typically difficult. Like decisions of do you want to eat lunch? That's not a hard decision. But if like do I take this path or that path? 
those end up to be pretty productive decisions in your life, good or bad, because yeah. they were difficult. And and I think what you have to understand when you're when you're in you're running a business, um, again, because it's life insurance, I'm not all that confused. And you look at the companies we work with, I think if you're looking for a validator early on, you should say stuff like, We work with Mutual of Omaha. We work with Aetna. I'd start with Aetna actually. Work with Aetna. We work with Aflac. I would do all that. Like, that's where I'd start. I mean, I'd certainly name America as our number one care. But people were like, oh, man, you work with them. Yes. So I think if you're uncomfortable, you're looking to have a validator, right? You know, if you're trying to recruit a, one of the best kids in the country and you don't come in and go, don't worry about the college name. It's like, no, I mean, it's, you know, hey, man, I'm, I'm with Alabama. I'm like, can we talk? Yeah, I mean, you're with Alabama. Sure. I'm with Family First Life. I think everybody should say this, too. Family First Life issued over $600 million last year. Nobody's even close to doing that. So the, the number one validator is people always ask me, what's the one reason you always give people that this is better than anybody else's training, all, all these other things? I said, because we wouldn't be 15 times bigger than the next closest competitor if it wasn't better. That's actually impossible. You, you can't win 100 games and the next closest team win 60 and say you have the same training, players, attitude, coaching. There's no way that makes any kind of sense. So I think, Andrew, that's where we dropped the ball. And I dropped the ball the most. I think we just got complacent and, you know, got real, real focused on, you know, again, we want everybody, you know, do well in the field, make money, all that's cool. But some of these things that we learned about, a lot of you learned about other companies. Now, again, we are blessed. This is what hurts us, the blessing and the curse. We are so blessed because if you're a licensed insurance agent right now and you don't work with us, you're doing worse than you would if you're working with us. That's a fact. You, you can't argue it because forget about everything else in the world, the compensation's higher. So you can't argue, you know, unless you're like one of three people that runs company, you're stealing everybody's money, you're going to get it eventually. They're all going to quit you. But if you're one of those three people that, you know, smokes everybody, keeps way too much spread, but everybody else, the 99.9% of the people, you'll do better here. So we already know that. So that means a lot of us get complacent and go, well, I'm just going to contact licensed agents. I mean, we already have the best deal, the best platform. A lot of the companies that do this warm market recruiting, they have to, they can't recruit cold market people because they could never get a licensed agent to leave and come to them at a 50% comp. It, they could never do it. So they try to hire what they call like, you know, neophytes or ignorant. They're brand new people. They don't know any better. And I'm like, you know, we can recruit everybody. And I think we kind of went so far cold and forgot about warm market. Yeah, hundred percent. Awesome, man. Thank you, bro. Um, all right, guys. We will see you next Saturday, eight a.m. Drew, do we have a link yet, or or will we give it to him next week? USA dot USA dot com forward slash QA, and you can submit your questions, and we'll get to those next week. Thanks for joining us, guys. See you later. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, bro.